The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, author Max Lucado shares that the promised land is not just about heaven, but God wants you to live in the glory days right now. We believe in a God who can wink and a million angels will move. We believe in a God who can hold all the nations in the palm of his hand and before whom all the nations are but dust on the pan scale. We believe in a mighty, strong God, but we also believe in a God who loves us. Thank you and thank you. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I are thrilled to welcome you to Life Today. I got a confession. I was, uh, Betty and I, really, we really need a break. Uh, sometimes if pastors and leaders don't take a break, they break. And uh, Jesus did. And he left some big things, big meetings, big moves of the Holy Spirit and the power of God, and he disappeared. And Betty and I tried to do that some, and I really felt we need to do that. And, uh, and we'd kind of done it. And I actually planned for this program in the entire week to be handled by our son, Randy, and Sheila Walsh. And to be frank with you, they are very capable mm -hmm. substitutes for taping. But because of this book and the writer, and I knew he was coming, and I knew he'd be happy with Randy. I knew he'd be happy talking to Sheila. But I came back because of Glory Days by Max Licato. And I came back to talk to Max Licato, not because he's sold so many millions of books that it's just hard to imagine such a gifting and such a treasure. But I came back because I'm excited about the message in glory days. This man is a gifted writer. I honestly feel like, and we know there's a double portion anointing. I think there may be one on this book, especially in light of the times. So we broke the rest to come home to be with Max and be with you and talk about how important this is for you, for the glory of God and the glory of God in your life and on a land, frankly, and a world God loves. Would you welcome this wonderful pastor and this wonderful author, Max Licato, to life today. Thank you. Glad to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. I actually uh, brought my book back. I've had several covers of Bibles redone, but this is the first time I'm going to have to have the cover on your, <laughs> yours redone. I actually kind of twisted it up in my briefcase, and so I apologize. And let me tell you, he's been reading this, and he'll be sitting over there in his chair reading his, oh, you got to read this. This is great. This is <laughs> yeah, really read a good book. Yeah, yeah, I'll just read it, read it to him. And, and I will be referencing some of the things, but but what I want you to do, and, and I know, Betty, you were interested in knowing what he meant by this. Yeah. You might just yeah, you'd ask I mean, me about it. In the standing, what do you mean by glory days? Is that possible today? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you again, by the way, for letting me come on. You know, I love you both. I love you both, and it's good to see you. And uh, any season I go without seeing you, I miss you. Thank so you, it's Max. really a treat to. And you've always see expressed you. that. As a writer, yeah. he has written me some of the most gracious notes. And I've said this when we've been together before. I might as well say it again. I'm Baptist. He's Church Christ. <laughs> the two people shall never join the meet together in peace. <laughs> we have been trained to debate and prove our point. And we so 
love the Lord and one another and his body and the believers and the shepherds and church leaders that we want to see us be an answer to the prayer right, of Jesus. Would right. you agree Absolutely. that's your heart? Absolutely. And we've been walking together. Yeah. You have been a great encouragement yeah. to me. So, well, thank you. Thank you. Betty asked so, about so the, this. So the big idea about this book, uh, it's really a book written uh, for a generation in which uh, we would invite God to call a generation of Christians to enter into a season of victorious living. It's based on the book of Joshua. And you talk about the most famous generation of people in the wilderness. It would be the generation that came out of Egyptian captivity, was given the opportunity to step into the promised land, but they heeded their fear more than they did their faith. And consequently, they spent 40 years, they spent a season uh, walking in circles. But when Joshua was given the opportunity, uh, he heeded the promises of God, led the two million people across the Jordan River into seven years of unprecedented victory. Really, that's why I call it glory days, because uh, for seven years they were unstoppable. And I think we all share a, a burden, a dream. What would happen if a generation of people really leaned into their faith and God allowed God to do that again? Uh, I think it begins with each one of us individually. But I do believe there is a promised land that we can take. Now, I know promised land is, is heaven, mm -hmm. but there's also the promised land right now, the promised land in which there's more victory than there is defeat, when there's more courage than there is fear, more grace than there is guilt, which we move into a season of victory. And that's what I'm hoping that, that and that's what I'm praying that God will bring about in our Don't generation. Don't you think the fact that it lasted such a brief time was not according to the heart and will of God because he said, I want the days to be extended in the land which you're going into mm -hmm. possess. I want it to be well with you in that land. He gave them the warnings that the blessings would be so apparent, so obvious, so undeniable, so bountiful that you must be very careful that you not forget the source mm -hmm. and the provider and the one who made it possible and begin to think arrogantly, erroneously, look mm -hmm. what we have done. Mm -hmm. So don't you think that the, the possibility of living in what we as Christians might call a more overcoming life, a life filled with the glory of God's presence, don't you think that's really his heart's desire for all of us? And not for mere brief periods of time, but that if we would heed the word, hide it in our heart, not just carry the word in our hand in a binder, but bind it in our hearts that we could actually experience the glory of the glory days with the glory of God in our lives. Do you think that's oh, the invitation I, I, that he's I giving us? I think there's no doubt about that. And I, and I think that even at the end of the book of Joshua, Joshua himself was exhorting the people to remember it was God who fought for you. It was God who gave this to you. Uh, that we inherited this. We didn't conquer the land. We inherited the land. And remember his famous exhortation, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. And so there was even the sense already then that the people were beginning to forget that it was God who gave that to them. Now, I think that's a reminder uh, for every season, but that really seems to be an apt reminder for this day and age in which we're living in an increasingly secular world in which we say if anything happens, it's because we do it. 
in which we are intentionally, it seems, turning farther, further and further away from honoring God, seeking to bless God. But what's encouraging to me is that the children of Israel were taken from the wilderness into the promised land in a short season. I mean, just a decision. All they needed was a leader and they needed some people of faith to, 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 to trust God, to believe that, that God could do it. And, and, and I know sometimes we feel that our world today is just headed down a steep hill and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And I, 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 there are many signs for, of discouragement. But we serve a God who can turn it around from one generation to the next. All we need are some people of faith who will say, okay, we're going to put God first. We're going to put the Ark of the Covenant right in the middle. We're going to march around and our put Jerichos. put it on sanctified shoulders, not exactly. on carts. Absolutely. Carrying people's lives. Absolutely. So he's waiting on us. He's waiting. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. I think the book of Joshua is in the Bible mm -hmm. to speak to individuals who feel spiritually mm -hmm. stuck. Yeah. I think the book of Joshua is in the Bible to show us what God can do with a people, a generation of people who will trust him. And how should the Christian who wants glory days, how are we who are under assault now and who are under attack, how are we to stand against the gates of hell, which God says are not to prevail against his church? And they won't. They won't prevail. They really won't. I believe that as, as we individually begin to seek God's will, if we begin to invite God to come and do with us what he did then, then there will be a movement of people. You, you, the good thing about a, a nation that gets darker is that where there is light, it's brighter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I think there's going to be some wonderful uh, outpourings of God's spirit in the days ahead. I really believe that. I'm, I'm, I'm guardedly optimistic that we could enter into a season of exciting uh, development and growth because what's happening is, is that those who are Christians in name only, that's going to melt away. That's not going to stand. And the result, what's going to be left, are people who are sincere about their faith, who are convicted, people who are living out glory days. I want to be real clear. When I talk about glory days in the promised land, I'm not, there's a difference between promised land and Disneyland. <laughs> this isn't a fantasy, no problem world. In this world, we do have tribulation, but Jesus has overcome the world. We can be of good cheer. And desperately what we need is a generation of people who are seeking to unify the church, glorify this, the Father, and reach out to the hungry and the poor and the needy. Our best advertisement for the Christian faith is a strong Christian. It always has been. And so that's where the real change is going to happen. And, and you and I have talked about some uh, major prayer movements that we see happening, some movements toward unity, some advances that are exciting. And, and these aren't biblically compromising movements. Absolutely these not. These are in, not only consistent with the heart of God, but the Word of God. So do you think today there's a chance that the church, those who really have been born from above of the Spirit, who have literally been baptized into Christ in relationship and who are openly willing to follow Him and confess Him as the way, the truth, and the life, you believe there's a chance of these people, the church, really coming together and look like the family of the Father who loves us. Mm, do. And do you see that as the glory of God in our days? I do, I do. If I'm, if I'm not a Christian and I see Christians arguing, the last thing I want to do is join up with them, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I mean, there's enough conflict and bitterness in the world without joining up with a bunch of arguing Christians. Exactly. 
But if Christians it leads can to learn, the ruin of the hearers, Paul it, said. It does. It does. All men shall know you're my followers if you love one another. Absolutely. And so if we can learn to love one another. So how do we do that? Well, I think we rally around what matters, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the importance of the Scripture. If we can rally around, make the major things the major things. Let minor things be the minor things. You know, the core is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If we can find common ground there, well, we can agree to disagree on a lot of things, and we can disagree agreeably and really model uh, for people how to do that. I think that that's, that's going to happen, and it has to happen. And uh, I think when it happens, there will be an outpouring of unity and growth. I see a lot of people praying about our future, the need for security, a sense of safety. Do you believe that when we receive the word and move into this life that God says, where I am the Lord, the conqueror, that goes before you, the rear guard, mm -hmm. I'm the shelter and the shadow, I'm the shepherd, that will lead you in the midst of all the trials and tribulation. I will lead you. Still water, green pasture, prepare a table before you in the presence of the enemies. Do you believe we are right today to be praying together as a people for the right leaders, trying to use wisdom and choosing them and believing that we can be led out of mm. a path toward not only division and dissension, but potentially danger and destruction. Mm. You believe this nation's perilous course could be corrected by people who understand the importance of the glory of God being mm. in us today and living in that manifest glory by being the witnesses he left us here to be and participating in the responsibilities that we've been granted through the privilege of freedom that we have got. Do you believe there's real hope for America to see a brighter day? I believe that because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, right? And the same power that raised Christ from the dead is alive today. You know, from a fleshly standpoint, there's plenty of reason to be discouraged, uh, to, be, to be downhearted. But we believe in a risen Lord, right? We believe in an occupied throne. We believe in a God who can wink and a million angels will move. We believe in a God who can hold all the nations in the palm of his hand and before whom all the nations are but dust on the pan scale. We believe in a mighty, strong God, but we also believe in a God who loves us, who cares about us. I think that the greatest news in the Bible is not that God made the world, but that God loves the world. It's the greatest news. It's just great. It's amazing it's just, grace. It's life-changing news. So... Uh, it, 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 the, the book of Joshua represents a, gr a group of people who believed in God and who inherited their inheritance, lived out of their inheritance. Mm -hmm. The word inheritance appears in Joshua 60 times. So Joshua believed that God was serious when God said, now wherever you step in faith, that land is going to be yours. He lived out of his inheritance. What if the church did that today? You know, you say this. This is a. This is more than a than a bright sentence. This is this. 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 You might say this is brilliant. Well, I just think the Lord leads people. But just listen to the sentence. Our promised land isn't a physical territory, which doesn't mean we don't care about the land. or want to care for it or be good stewards of what we've been left to be overseers of. But our promised land isn't physical territory. It is a spiritual reality. It's not real estate but a real state of the heart and mind. And that's one that has the peace of God that passes understanding, 
that has the comfort that only the Holy Spirit can give that we can share. And I believe the courage of Joshua and the boldness of the New Testament Christians in the book of Acts. A lot of times people talk about gifts of the Spirit, but if there is a manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit evident in the book of Acts, it was holy boldness. Mm. They could not help but speak right. the things they had seen and heard because they'd in fact seen and heard something right. worth hearing and seeing, and they could not be silenced even by government force or pressure. I see that resounding in my spirit in the glory of God as this is the kind of Christians we're to be right now on this earth at this moment. Am I right in that? Absolutely. As a Baptist, am I okay? <laughs> Believe in that. <laughs> I'm safe, Pastor. I think you're right on target. <laughs> do you I appreciate do. Max Lucado <laughs> and the millions and millions of people who've been blessed by his book? Living Your Promised Land Life Now. We're God's cultivated field. It is in this field he wants to grow the fruitfulness of the Spirit-filled life and the manifestation of who he is. This is the main field that he's wanting to develop. But we're to be living stones fitted together by God as members of his body so that we're built up into a holy habitation where you can behold his glory in the church. Now, we need to see the glory of God in his church. That's the only place they're going to see it as clearly as they can. If we're the body of Christ, the only way people are going to see Christ clearly is when his body, not just the somebody's in it, right. but when the body coming together in supernatural yeah. unity in his glory begin to reveal it. Mm -hmm. High five on that. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And listen, we need in this audience to come together as family and all of you watching, let's be the family of God. Let's let his glory fill the house. And he doesn't dwell in tabernacles and buildings made by man, but in the tabernacle, the temple of our body and the church of the Jesus Christ joining together. Let's pray for that. Father, I pray that what Max Lucado is so effectively communicating will catch fire in the hearts of the believers. And we will see you heal lives, marriages, relationships, church groups, and the land, the nation we love. Heal it. Show us the miracle of abounding, powerful, transforming grace. In Jesus' name, we pray. This book is a treasure. I encourage you to go online, get it, get a copy for a friend, and say, let's start living these days. Let's living together in the manifest glory and presence and power of God. Let's live the way we've been left here to live for the glory of God and get it for friends. I would gladly send it to you. Max, one of the things that our viewers love to do is literally express God's heart by extending hands of love. Mm. And I really believe actions speak louder than words. And the Bible says we're to love not in word only, but in deed. Let me show you something right now. This happens to involve one of our family members on the mission field, one of our grandsons. Just listen to him talking about a very real need that we can realistically and effectively meet. I think your heart's going to leap to do it. I think this is a way to manifest and reveal the glory of God. Watch closely. Water, Earth's most abundant natural resource. Yet, out of this abundance, only a tiny fraction of it is suitable for drinking. And suitable is a loose definition. Okay, so we're at the water source here in Chiyala. It's a village in Angola, very remote. This is their primary source of water. Um, it really comes from one area, 
it's very open to the livestock and they could, um, you can imagine the defecation that can take place, just the contaminants. To be sharing drinking water with um, farm animals, as you can imagine, could be quite dangerous to the population of the village. What you're seeing here is not a problem isolated to Angola or even the continent of Africa alone. This is a problem that mothers face all over the world. While the problem here is serious, the solution is surprisingly simple, and it's already been implemented in this Central American village. Well, this is a time when I don't mind watching them stand here and pour water over their head because I know it's good water. That's right. Yeah. This is a place for which we give great, great uh, praise to God and gratitude. But we need to drill hundreds of wells like this all over the world. And you can see, if you can't look at these children, look at their faces, look how happy they are, and understand the importance of clean water, it becomes the center of life. Schools spring up. We want children to get an education, and we want them to come and get healthy, clean drinking water. You know, Betty, as we watched that water running out, and then we looked down in that little pan and saw that crystal clear water, and compared to all of the places that you and I have knelt and looked at, and I've watched you kneeling by filthy water and talking to the camera to people back at home, saying, this is their water source. Can we please give them a fresh well? And we have given thousands because of you. Betty and I signed on, not just to go and to support, with our presence, but also with our resources. And we ask God in a very direct way, would you let us drill a well every time the missionaries show us there's a need every year? And I mean, God in a beautiful way answered that prayer. And there are many of you joined in that. You've asked the Lord every year, let us drill a well. Now, we've had some businesses, some corporations, some churches who said, we'll drill a well. Uh, we want to we want to join in that in that effort and that commitment. And Betty, I believe that our viewers are going to do that, whether they give the forty eight hundred for a well, or they give a part of that, or they give what most people give the forty eight dollars that gives ten people water for life. There's I no, believe you're going to help. There's no doubt in my mind that you will, and in my heart, because when we're able to show you the results, this is the fun part. To see them jumping up and down in the water, to see them pouring the water over their precious faces, and best of all is the smiles that you see on their faces. Because you see, this water is more than just a little puddle for them to jump around in. It means life to them. The difference in the diseased water and the clean water, to go purify their little bodies and keep them from getting all the disease that they have to drink and get from the dirty water. So please continue to join with us. We'd love to show you these kind of results, but to be able to do that, we have to be, keep reaching out, James, and, and drilling the water wells. And you really are the ones who do it. Betty and I will do our part, sharing the heart of God. We're asking you to do that. If you could drill a well, please do so. I believe you will. If you could drill a part of one, pray others join you so that we have the well. But many of you will give the gift that many others give, $144, give 30 people water the rest of their life or $48 and uh, give 10 people water the rest of their life. We have some gifts to send you, to inspire you, to be a blessing to you and an encouragement and also to become a conversation piece. The bronzes that we give become conversation pieces. Where did that come from? And you're able to tell them, well, we're sharing water 
We're sharing life. We're sharing the love of God. And you tell them what you do, many others will join you just on that testimony. Would you go to lifetoday.org right now? Many people want to give online, and that's just like instant. We've got the resource. Or you can dial the number. Either way, go to lifetoday.org, dial the number, take your bank card and use it like a check. And right now, please, Father, help them to, to be anxious to do it and to make the best gift they can in Jesus' name. Would you right now take that bank card, use it like a check? Thank you for giving life. Thank you so much. Every day, millions of children are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. Mission Water for Life is one of the most exciting and viable demonstrations of God's love in the world today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, we can establish and drill 500 water wells for remote villages in over 15 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. $48 will help provide for 10 people. $72 will impact 15 people. And $144 will help provide for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we would like to send you James Robison's book, God of All Creation. Through his personal observations of animals and wildlife, James shares heartwarming stories and spiritual lessons of God's love and grace. With your gift of $100 or more, be sure to request Majesty. This beautifully illustrated book teaches you the blessing and significance of the names of God, including Jehovah Rapha, your healer, and Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our beautiful new Majesty Bronze Sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. You know, I feel like when we, when we reach out to, Jesus said that the one's not noticed the least. The one typically you wouldn't even notice. And you, you bless them. Water, food, attention, relief. You did it to me. Thank you for touching Jesus with love. Thank you for touching these precious families and people all over the world with the love of God by giving them more than just a cup of water. You're giving them a well of water. And it's because of a well of Christ's love springing up in you. Thank you for that. We will send you the gifts that we mentioned. If you'd like to have glory days, I would count it a privilege and a blessing to send you a copy to say, thank you for helping us give a cup of water. But even as I send it, I'm sending it with a prayer that you will get a copy for someone not only you love, but someone God wants to love through by revealing the glory of his presence in their lives. So do that, please, will you? Join me and Betty saying thanks again to Max Lucado for being such a blessing. Max, we love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for blessing Thank us. You, Thank all of you for sharing the love of God. Check out Stream.org every day for the news that matters and voices of wisdom. Stream.org. Bless you all. Thanks for watching.
If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, come be a part of the Life Today studio audience. Call or email today to reserve your tickets. You'll be inspired and entertained. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.